Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music or at podcasttakeitorleaveit.com. I'm your host, Meredith Masony. And I'm your host, Tiffany Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we're not professionals at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give you, you can take or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we're going to talk about toxic family members, teaching kids how to do chores, and being more present. But I also have a couple of announcements for our listeners out there. Okay, I'm excited. What are they? Um, well, one is scary. It's a recall. And so I just wanted to touch on that real quick because I figure some of our moms might have new babies. So when this came across the old news desk... I uh, wanted to make sure that we got it out to our listeners. Uh, Two companies are issuing recalls uh, for millions of previously recalled rocker sleepers for infants. Uh, Apparently, there have been 115 infant deaths. So the two models that you need to look for in your home. What? That's crazy. I know. (laughs) It is. It is. It's insane. So that's why I wanted, in case we have any ones with little babies, check your Fisher-Price rock and play sleeper as well as your kids two rocking sleepers so the fisher Wait, price yeah they recalled these like years ago when my kids were babies and i thought it was because it gave them flat heads um apparently look i don't have all i know is that these they put out another massive recall so you can either go to www.mattel.com and click recall and safety or you can go to www.kids2.com and click on recalls and they will refund you and uh, i believe you can also get a new sleeper that they have that is available um but i just if we have any moms with babies, these were recalled. And so, mm. you know, yeah, but I just thought it was important in case we had anybody with little babies, because sometimes you don't see those things, uh, especially if you don't register a product, yeah. you won't get the recall notification, which Who is registers products. Well, you're supposed to, but I'm not saying what? that we, but that's why they give you the registration card. I don't know what you're saying. Okay. For what? Baby stuff or all stuff? All Most things. No, there's no way you're supposed to register things that you buy, Meredith. Why? Meredith, why would you're looking I, at me like I should know? Why would I make that up? You register because, car seats. What? Yeah. What do you mean register them? They send like, a little card when know. you buy them in the box. There's a little card, and you fill out your information, and that way, if there are any no, recall, you throw it away with the instructions. Then how would you know about the recall? Recalls happen. You listen to take it or leave it. Well, okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is, it's true. Now, other items that uh, frequently get recalled that you wouldn't register for would be food products, which you just have to hope that you get the information. Like there was a big Jif peanut butter recall last year. I found two tubs of it in my... In my uh, Pantry recalled for salmonella. Okay. Um, I just am, I'm very worried about my life at this moment because there's so many unregistered things around here. (laughs) Don't worry. And I'm walking through landmines. I will tell you of all recalls that I come across just so you can be on the safe side. 
So when I get those things in the mail mm-hmm. from my car company, right, and they're like recall notice, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to read those? Yes. And take your car in to get whatever has been recalled fixed. No, I just, I feel like that's asking a lot from me. Well, so is when you, you know, the the airbag goes off and it shoots out glass and you didn't get it fixed, you know? I'd be fine, honestly, right. at this okay. point with getting shot by okay. glass at a high speed. <laughs> this is, um, <clears throat> I have to take my jacket off. I This is You starting to sweat? Okay. I didn't know those were real. Yeah. Recalls and registri- registering products are real things. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Thank mm-hmm. you for um, informing us, Meredith. Deep breaths. Okay. All right. Um, and I'm so sorry for, um, oh my gosh, any parents affected by that? I yeah. can't, I can't fathom. That's so many. I mean, they're going to sue them for millions, hopefully. Not that it'll replace a baby, but geez. Yeah. I don't, I don't really, I didn't really read much else about it. I just thought that it would be important for people to know those two names of the infant sleepers. Cause here's the other thing too. It feels like the, uh, products for infants change so quickly. There's always some new thing that's coming out. Right. And they're always pediatricians are always changing, like it's safe for them to sleep on their bellies. No, they have to sleep on their back. Now it's back to their bellies. Now it's back to their backs. Like it changes. Everything changes so frequently. Yeah. Um. So I just, anytime I see information like that, I just like to put it out to viewers or listeners so that they can get the latest information. I mean, well, thank you so much for being on top of the news. So why don't we get started with the podcast? Yeah. Uh, heavy topic today. Yeah, way to open it up, <laughs> asshole. Yeah, and we're moving into toxic family members, so there you go. You know what? I like this topic. <laughs> well, so here's what I did, and I'm going to continue to do this because I think it, it made for some really great topics. I went into the supporter group on the page, and I said, what do you guys want us to talk about? What things would you love to hear us go back and forth on? And uh, somebody uh, said toxic family members and setting boundaries. What do you think? And so uh, I, I, I found an article that I thought was really interesting. It talked about the fact that um, 27% of people 18 or older have cut off contact with a family member. That's at least 67 million people. people. Although the number is likely higher, some do not want to acknowledge that they have cut out fi- toxic family members. That's not all. Uh, a recent survey uh, of students at Northeastern University published in the Journal of Psychology and Behavioral Sciences showed 17% had experienced estrangement from an immediate family member. So not just like a toxic cousin, but a sibling or a parent, uh, which I found to be a lot, you know, like, oh, okay, cool. So it's not just me. In another study of moms between 65 and 75 years old, researchers found 11% were estranged from at least one adult child. I mean, this isn't surprising information to me. I feel like we live, uh, it's so hard because we live in a world where like it's coming out that, Hey, it's okay. If you have a toxic family member, not to talk to them, you don't have to keep them in your life just because they're toxic. And I absolutely believe that 100%. Um, 
It's tough because I also know what it's like not to talk to a family member because they upset you mm-hmm. or disagreed with you about something. And that's the thing that makes me a little bit sad about it is, you know, coming from somebody who has lost virtually all of her family members. Um, I would give anything to be able to, you know, sit down with my mom and be like, listen, turns out I was the asshole in this situation. And I'm really sorry. I wish I would have talked to you more. Um, But I think that there's a very fine line between letting time go by over a disagreement and missing out on a relationship when it has the potential to be amazing if both people are willing to put in the work and cutting somebody out for generally just being a toxic, terrible human being. And so I think knowing the difference is so important. Well, toxic behavior in in this article that I read uh, is described as being abusive, demeaning, hurtful, or exploitative. Exploitative? Exploitative. Idiot. I'm an idiot. Exploitative. I don't even think that was right. Exploitative. That's how you say it, right? Say it. Is it? When I don't you want to make funny. When you exploit, I thought somebody. it was exploitive, but if there's an extra tate in there, well, it's spelled E X P L O I T A T I V E. Exploitative. Exploitative. We'll put a pin. All in of it. it sounds wrong. I mean, we know what it means. It's to Ex- exploit. Exploitata. Okay. Uh, it means regard for the emotional experience and well-being of another person. Uh, basically, toxicity of this behavior is amplified in families as family life is ideally the context where one wants and needs to feel safest, securest, and most cared for and accepted. So toxic behavior is not just you have an argumentative family member. Toxic right. behavior is means that they are purposefully demeaning you, emotionally abusive towards you. They um, don't take your physical, emotional, or mental health uh, in any type of regard. Right. And that, that is toxic. Whether it's a family member or not, if you have a relationship with somebody that, that that does that, that is toxic. So I do think a lot of families keep it super hush hush. And don't want to talk about having a fa- a toxic family member, but clearly this study right here <laughs> over the past decade shows that pretty much every family has somebody that they've estranged from. If that's yeah, how you say it. I mean it. It's not surprising to me, and I think it's interesting when somebody decides to cut off a toxic family member. And then another relative doesn't view them as toxic Mm. and makes you feel guilty and shamed for cutting them off and doing what's best for you. And I'm, I don't have personal experience with this. I've cut off family members, but it's because I was a raging drug addict and I thought they sucked. Right. Um, And so in hindsight, I was the toxic one. Um, But I know maybe you have more experience with boundaries and placing them between yourself and somebody who is related to you than I do. So it's tough for me to speak on the situation as I don't have experience, Um, but I do believe it's okay to cut people off, even if they're related to you, if mm -hmm. they're not adding value to your life and they're poisoning it. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say what you said there, that it's, to me, it's not even, so let me back up. I wish we were closer with my parents. My 
brother and I, I don't know when the last time we spoke, um, my sister and I communicate pretty regularly. Um, the, I don't even qualify it as adding value as a requirement versus detracting value. Um, the, the, the notion of making the day to day more difficult, um, to me is, is grounds for, we got to stop this. Um, and you know, my, I wouldn't say that my parents are toxic. Um, we do differ on how we view a lot of things. Um, and that just makes it a little more difficult, but I wouldn't say it's, it's overly toxic. Uh, I, I will say that once we've, once I had kids, once we had kids that that's when that stuff, cause it didn't bother me when it was towards me, but if it affects my kids, I have an issue there. Or yeah. That's the point for me. That's real. Yeah. It's, I think it's just about boundaries and the way I started to look at it was if somebody wants to be involved in your life and a part of your life, they make an effort to do so. If they don't make an effort to do so, then they don't value or appreciate that relationship. It's not my job to go and try to foster it. But, okay. Mm -hmm. That is, you're saying that in, with the idea that you have made efforts as well to include the person or talk to them and be a part of their, like, you're not just sitting around waiting for them to show interest. Right. I'm just saying like, I've over the years, I have made it very clear. Like, this is where we're at. If you want to spend time with us, if you want to see us, if you want to be involved, uh, we'll invite you to this, that, or the other thing. But if you don't show up, then you don't want to be involved. So I just, I've always, well, I can't say I've always in recent years, I've realized my five or my five. There's five of us, right? It's my myself, my husband, and my three kids. Our party of five. That's what we have. And anybody, you know, who is a family member who wants to be involved in that, more than welcome to. We're going to tell you what we're doing. But if you don't want to be involved, that's fine too. I'm never going to force somebody to be involved in our lives or my children's lives. And so that's basically how I look at everything now. I'll tell you where we're going to be. I'll tell you what, what trip we're going on. I'll tell you what thing is coming up or what we're celebrating be involved or don't, but I had to let go of wondering, why don't you want to be involved? Why don't you want to show up? Why don't you want to be here? Cause it's, it doesn't really have anything to do with us. It has more to do with them. So do you think it's important or necessary to have a conversation with the family member that you're cutting off and letting them know that you are going to distance yourself? Or I, do you I, just kind of slip it by the way, you know, slip back? I don't think it, that we've ever had to distance ourselves in a sense. We've always had conversations and just been like, this is where we're at. If you want to be involved, you're more than welcome to. If you don't, that's okay too. And we've had those conversations just mm -hmm. like that. And, you know, but because you just, you can't force people. People are going to do what they want to do. So the only thing that I can do is show up for my own kids every mm -hmm. day. I'll show up. That's it. Dave shows up. I show up. And it, it would be really great to say that we have every set of grandparents showing up for everything or whatever, but we also don't live in the same area as either of our parents. Right? So like we just celebrated Christmas and my parents came and it was wonderful. We had a great trip. I, I, you know what? I really have to say it was terrific mm, when they came great. up. 
um, you know, you, you have your typical in-law expectations and so forth. Um, you know, something in, in us when we moved, like her dad will randomly text me. Hey, how's it going? We're, we're working on the whole laundromat project. He's like, just checking in. How's it going? What's progress? This, that, or the other. Um, and it's, it's been different since we left versus when we were there and it's, it's been way better. Mm -hmm. So to me, what I'm hearing, which I think is important to talk and let people know also is there's a difference between cutting off a toxic family member and distancing yourself from family members who like, to me, if I, I wouldn't there say, a, sorry to cut you off. I wouldn't no, say, please do. Cause I, I wouldn't say the, distancing. I would say sticking to your expectations of what, what you expect for you and your family and communicating clearly, this is what I expect for me and my family. And I really hope that you can be a part of that. And if you can't still love you, you're still whatever to me. It doesn't mean you've cut them off. It just means so you're not So that's a conversation that you have with them then. It ha yeah. I mean, it has to be. Yeah. That's what I was wondering yeah. earlier. Yeah. Because I, I, I said that, that it would be confusing. I mean, you the, know what I mean? Yeah. To, the three to kids text the grandparents. Now text Meredith's parents. Like they, Matthias will send videos of his meets. Um, you know, Sophia will text my oh, mom. I misunderstood. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's really cool. You know, I'll talk to them like, oh, I just texted with so-and-so and it's cool. No, I, and, and let's be clear, like both of us, we're not saying that we have toxic families. We're just saying that there, there are difficult times in everybody's family. And what we do is we set boundaries, healthy boundaries for us, right? Now there are members of our, like Dave just said, his, him, him and his brother are estranged. They don't speak. We don't even know where he lives. We don't know anything about his life. Uh, and that's how we, that's, you know, that's not going to change. Uh, and that was a choice and we're good with that choice. Right. So that is, that was toxic. What I'm saying is a lot of times I think families kind of land in the, in the space where we are, where it's more about setting appropriate, healthy boundaries for what you expect and for what you can do for your kids. And cause like I talk with my mom, we text, we, you know, like, you know, we, we have conversations. We do not talk every day. We might not talk every week. Um, but you know, it's, that's what our relationship is. I don't think you can, I think I used to look at other people and see this cookie cutter relationship of, you know, so-and-so calls her mom every single day and they have this great relationship and this is what it is. And why don't I have that? Well, that's not our relationship. And I'm okay right. with that. So, I know that's something that you struggle with and it freaking breaks my heart for you, but you're so strong about it. And I think it was just important to mention, you know, because the idea of cutting off a family member who is toxic to you can be daunting mm -hmm. and heartbreaking. So highlighting the fact that like somebody said, you know, even if you don't necessarily cut them off, you leave the door open for them. You're just no longer waiting next to it. Yeah. I think that's important to be, let people who might be holding off on cutting somebody off because of fear, let them know like there is an in-between. Like you can boundaries. distance yourself and set your boundaries and, you know, if they come great, if not, you know, just set your expectations. And I think that's important to note because cutting off a family member sounds so permanent and so definitive and serious and scary, but 
if there's a little bit of gray area, it might inspire other people to reevaluate their relationships and think, oh, that might be an option for me. I think all of life is gray. Every you single, made a shirt about it. Every single bit of it is gray. So you just have to decide where y- your comfort level is. And then you build those boundaries for each relationship there. Because I'm sure things have happened to people where it isn't gray and it is a clear cut decision and they are not going to entertain yep. it. And that's fine too, because I'm not mm-hmm. going to, that's your personal experience. I, you know, I'm just saying for us, we've, we've been able to build boundaries and have healthier relationships. And I think you do learn from uh, how you grew up and what you want to see changed and, you know, how you want to do things differently. I think that's what we're all supposed to do when we have our own kids and become parents. Yeah. You know, we're supposed to, we, you know, we want to be good parents. So that's what we do, but it's a serious, heavy topic. So I always would recommend that you reach out to a professional if that is going on in your life and you reach out to a a therapist or a family physician or whoever you feel comfortable talking to Mm -hmm. because it's heavy. So, yeah. yeah. And our brains are weird. Mm Mm-hmm. Awesome. Great topic. Yeah. So let's move into something a little bit lighter and talk about how ways we can be more present this year in our lives. Mm. It's hard to do when all you want to do is escape and disassociate. (laughs) Like I'm the queen of being like life is too much powering down Mm. and just playing Candy Crush. But um, I've been giving this a lot of thought lately because we set uh, time limit, screen limits on our kids' iPads Mm -hmm. because before we didn't and they were turning into different children and I noticed addictive behaviors Mm -hmm. and I noticed school issues. And so I was like, I'm putting a time limit. Yeah. And then out of curiosity, I'm like, let me see how much I'm on my electronics. And it was startling. Yeah. The amount of hours per day I'm on my phone and I justify it like, well, this is my job. But in reality, all of that time, those hours that I'm spending staring at a little box, I could be looking at my kids, you know what I mean? So I've been really focusing on being more present and I've set limits on certain apps on my phone. And when they go off, what's been happening is I'm like, no way it's been an hour. Oh my gosh. And I put my phone down and I've been trying to get more involved with the kids, but I, I was using the iPads as a babysitter for a little while there, I'll be honest. Every parent does. It happens. It I don't does. know if every parent does. Well, the majority probably. I but. mean, for sure the majority, but uh, I think that's good. I like the whole time limit thing. We do, We have to do that with Brian, especially with the VR thing when he got that Oculus because mm-hmm. he loves to go in and play gorilla tag with his friends and they go crazy and he's in there screaming and jumping around and he comes out a big sweaty mess. How um, do you play tag I have no with idea. your eyes basically closed? That's no. horrifying. No, no, they're well, your eyes are open. Yeah, but you're looking yeah. They're not in the real world. So no. if you're running through a field but your bedpost is there, you get a black eye. <laughs> Listen, he hurt his elbow the other day because he went flying across the room and hit it against the door jam. So it, it's a it's a bit of a dangerous sport. But um, but yeah, so this list that I found, it has it's eight or ten, I can't remember because I can't see the whole list, but it's ways to find to be more present in your life. So number one, it says we must celebrate tiny joys. 
Ugh, so throughout you your day. Yeah. That's the answer to life. Mm. I've realized it truly is because if you're like, when are good things going to happen for me? Everything sucks, which is what I've been doing lately. But if you actually pause and like, look at the stupid little things that are actually good, you start to realize that things are actually pretty great right now. You just have to acknowledge them. Sorry. I didn't even see this list, but that really hit me. Yeah. But I think it's a really poignant point, right? Because poignant point. Yeah. You can find tiny joys in everything. Like, you know where I find my, my morning joy? Where? My first sip of coffee. It is literally when it, when it, when it enters and I just go, that is my, that is my morning tiny joy. And if I don't get it, I do notice how upset I get because it kind of sets the tone for my day. Mm -hmm. So I love that. That's always my big morning tiny joy. The next thing it says is identify the moment. Ask yourself questions. Where am I? What is around me? What noises do I hear? What can I physically feel around me? What do I smell? Who is here? How am I feeling? What am I grateful for, for being right here in this moment? Because you only get it for the moment. The last one had me because if if I do the other ones, then I'm going to be depressed. Okay. What's around me? Clutter. What noises? My kids fighting. Where am I in hell? Like that's what I would do in the morning. Mm -hmm. Before school. Yeah, there's no joy in the morning. And you saying that about your coffee makes me want to set my alarm an hour earlier and wake up before the kids and have coffee because my morning starts with where is your mother effing shoes? Yeah. You just had them yesterday. No, I'm not going to get your clothes for you. You're a grown woman. You're six years old. You can get like every day starts with chaos. You're a grown woman. You're six years old. You probably already have rickets and shingles and need a cane. (laughs) Yeah, no, coffee is a big thing to, and and a way to set your day, Uh, you know, well, it doesn't have to be coffee. It could be anything, but I'm saying that moment. Not anything. Of peace. Well, okay. No, no drugs, no drugs. Uh, but yeah, so reminding yourself to be grateful for things every day is definitely a big one. Make a mindfulness practice. So that that means uh, mindfulness is something that takes patience, energy, and dedication. So it's important to practice it. So it could be meditation. It could be yoga. It could could be one of your little, you know, like we have that breathing app. I have that breathing app, Calm. So it could be a meditation practice on there or a meditation story. Anything that centers you. Mm. And you said you were doing meditation before, right? Breathing exercises? Yes. But for some reason, I know how good it is for me. But I really struggle with staying still because I always feel like there's something I should be doing, which is all the more reason for me to meditate. But I have not been doing it lately. I Like all the things I know I should be doing, I haven't been. And I think it's because I'm addicted to the chaos and the panic. Mm. And if I didn't have it, I don't know what I would do, which is the first time I've ever said that out loud. That's what I am. A hundred percent. Really? Yeah. If I sit still, well, I have a full blown panic attack. I know that about you. Yeah. And that is very true for you. A hundred percent true for you. Mine is like, I, 
instead of sitting down to meditate, I will just run in circles. Like I, I feel the pull to do something, but I don't know what it is. So I truly am addicted to the, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. I don't even know where to start. I'm so behind on everything. Like the woe is me. Life is a catastrophe thing. I'm so used to that, that if the world got quiet, I'm terrified about what I would hear yeah, and see. That's true. So I just never let it get quiet. Yeah. I feel that. I I do. I get you exactly where you're coming from. And it's funny because we're such different people with how we interact with that or embrace it or deal with it. But Mm -hmm. this at the core, it's the exact same thing that we feel. Yeah. We just manifest different ways. Manifest it differently. Yeah. Mine's a nap. Yours is a 10 mile run. (laughs) It's true. Cause I'm okay. What's next? I'm running from my brain. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. Listen, this is one I have to work on a bajillion percent. Listen without intending to respond. Mm, I think everybody does. So when you're engaged in conversation, how often do you worry about what to say next? Often we're only half listening. So instead of trying to think about what your response is going to be, invest in what the person is saying to you. Yeah. The Dalai Lama said that. Huge. Big time. All right. Let's see. Be okay okay with not knowing all the answers. Why are you laughing? Because part of the reason we get caught up in future worries is because we want all the answers to our problems immediately. And Mm. I feel like that's me completely. Yeah. Uh, It said people tend to feel inadequate for not knowing how to handle situations, which leads to self-criticism and self-doubt. And thus you worry about the future. But the future has its own problems, so you can deal with them then in the future. So that's a tough one. I have, I apparently am not present at all and have all of these problems. No. Uh, Let's see. Listen to your body. One of the best ways that you can be present in your life is to listen to what your body is telling you. Is it craving chocolate? Go ahead and eat it. Does a run sound good? Go take one. Do you want to do nothing and curl up in bed? Do it. Your body is actually telling you what it needs. So rest when it needs it, energize when it needs it. I disagree. Okay. Why? I I disagree. If I listened to my body, I would be 800 pounds. Mm. I would be bedridden because my body is always telling me to lay down. My body has never once told me to run. You don't ever have a feeling like I want to go physically move my body? Never. Really? Literally zero times. In your I'm, life? No, no, not that I can recall. So what about, because you used to be a cheerleader. I mean, you were an athlete. You never had this like excited feeling of like, I'm going to go to practice and do da-da-da-da-da. When I was a teenager, you're yeah, talking about? Yeah. Probably. You so I was excited about going out and seeing friends. I was excited about driving places when I was a day. Okay. None of those things excite me anymore. Oh, well, I hate driving in general, but. I'm just I saying, just, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't trust my body or my mind, to be honest with you, to tell me what I'm supposed to do. Cause my, anytime I look to my body or my mind, they're like, bitch, we don't know. Like, don't ask us what we're supposed to be doing. So you never have a, let's go take a walk. Let's get outside. Let's look at those when birds. I tell you. 
No. <laughs> I mean it in the knowiest of ways. <laughs> Never. And I'm kind of pissed that my body didn't come with that program because my shoulders would probably look like yours right now. I feel but... like you could download that. We can download that for you. Come on. I don't know. Listen, if there's a way to download it, hit me up. I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, there was a there's times when I've worked out and I've gotten addicted to the results, but not the it, feeling that you got from working out. No, just how hot I looked. Interesting. Interesting. That it really is yeah. interesting. Is because it? yeah, because exercise gives you endorphins and dopamine and serotonin. No, I don't have any left. Okay. I my drugs used them all up. No. Honestly, I think my drugs burnt the tunnels that release those. I don't know. The only thing that gives me dopamine and serotonin is knowing I get to take a nap, knowing that I don't have any obligations and ice cream. Yeah. That you love ice cream. So I have it every day. You do love ice cream. I mean, but who doesn't? I mean, it's delicious. Many people. You can't even eat ice cream. I don't really eat it, but if I wanted to eat it, I could. Just dairy free. Well, it doesn't even, ha- I mean, it's better for my belly. But anyway, feel your feelings. <laughs> if you're prone to overanalyzing your feelings and trying to change them, sit with your feelings and observe them instead of trying to change them. Let go of the mentality that certain feelings are bad and that you need to be positive all the time. Just let yourself feel the way you feel. I like it. Yeah. And then you can ponder on what you want to do with that. Okay. But that is true because a lot of times we don't want to feel the feeling. So we try to change it to move on to the next 100%. thing. But um, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Oh, this will be your favorite. Reduce distractions. Most of us are never fully present in our lives because we continue to get distracted. Our focus may be on one thing for a few moments, but suddenly another thought, request, or task comes up. Identify your top distractions. Okay, Matias, Sophia, Brian. I was going to say, and throw them out the window. (laughs) Develop a plan to avoid them. Oh, Lord. That's impossible for me. The stupidest thing distracts me. Seriously, like I couldn't get rid of everything because uh, like eliminate distractions because like I've made an effort. I've purged a bunch of my crap and my house is so empty now. Yeah, you were saying But if, you know, if I'm like, hey, I'm going to do a load of laundry and I walk in the laundry room and I notice that the laundry bottles are scattered all over. I'm like, well, let me organize this really quick. And then once it's organized, I'm like, this looks so good. I should organize my closet too. And then I go to my closet and. So I'd have to get just stay in an empty room. Dave, can you stop barking? It's really rude. We're doing a podcast. So here, here. I'm going to step I'm going to step away for 1 second and get, get something and I'm going to show it to you and I know you're going to be excited. Okay. Okay. Is, okay. I it's not Is it your boobs? My I said I was going to show you something. You wouldn't even be able to I see know. Them. Hold on. Is it your chest? <clears throat> yeah. It's impossible to get rid of distractions. Exactly. Somebody said I could get distracted in an empty room. That's what I'm saying. But, you know, I'm not just like sitting and suffering with it. I'm in therapy for it. So hopefully it'll get better. I'll let you know if I find anything out. Our listeners aren't going to be able to see this, but I think I'm going to be able to describe it so well that they're going to be able to get a great visual. 
Okay. Okay. So we were talking about reducing distractions, which is a big one for me because I need to learn how to be better focused. So this is my binder. (laughs) And in my binder are all of my current work projects, goals, or dreams that I have for 2023. And in each of these tabs, I have the project that I'm working on. And then I have listed out How will I know when I've reached my goal? What have I done to achieve this goal? What is left for me to do to achieve this goal? And what resources do I need? And what is my timeline? And so I went through and I organized every project that I want to hit this year business-wise. And I literally outlined it, did research on it, put it in. I've got places to take notes. I've got friggin' PowerPoint presentations that I made for myself. And I realized that when I have an idea, I would write it down somewhere. I'd forget about it. I'd move on to the next thing. I'd have another idea. I'd write it down in another notepad because I have like 19 notepads, right? Mm -hmm. So I realized, nope, it's time to get really focused. And on the ideas that I think have merit, I'm going to stick them in the binder and I'm going to work towards a plan. And I have to set a timeline and I have to set a goal. And so I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight projects that I'm working on for 2023. We're currently doing one right now. There's a tab for the podcast. And that's how I have started off my 2023 so that I can be direct. Okay. I love this for you. (laughs) For you. (laughs) So much. This is so good for you. Um, because I know how your brain is. Yes. I know your brain, like the back of my hand, Meredith. (laughs) I really do. And I think the binder is genius for some people. For some people. People like you. Yes. Um, it helps you organize your thoughts and see it all right in front of you. Yes. And, um, I'd like to present you now with my cabinet of incomplete binders that I have started. (laughs) And it includes bullet journals. It includes daily task sheets, um, all of which are empty. Mm. I purchased these binders knowing that they will change my life. But by the time they arrive to my house, I'm over it. And uh, I, I can't, I feel like it would help me so much. It's just like I need somebody here with me at my house controlling me with a remote control. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think so people work in different ways, right? Some people need somebody to tell them or ask them, what are what are the most important things to you? You tell them that and then they set up a plan and they give you instructions on how to reach your goal. Where are they? Well, you hire, I'm just saying you can hire somebody who does that. Who is it? What's their name? Like what's, what are they called? Like an executive coach, a business coach. Mm, No, no, I don't like it. Okay. Well, but. I don't like business. Well, you are in business. You have businesses. Yeah, it's unfortunate, honestly. Well, but it is, that is what it is. You're, you are a business owner. Right. And so I get that. I get why you make that face because it is very stressful. 
uh, believe you we're we're up to our eyeballs in stress right now with the laundromat. It's been ridiculously insane and chaotic mm-hmm. and crazy. Um, but like, that's not even in my binder. Like that's not like, that's a project that Dave and I are doing, but Dave mm-hmm. runs the project. And when he needs something for me, he asks me, cause I can't even mentally manage that. Like I've got my eight projects and that's all I have bandwidth for. And right. that's what I'm focusing on. But you are so creative. I feel like if somebody could harness you a bit and just say to you, Tiffany, I need X, Y, and Z from you. And you could deliver that. Like you would feel less cluttered in your brain. Yeah. But I, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. I don't know if that is like a, an assistant or somebody who is more of like a manager or something like that, but it would be beneficial to you to have somebody that you could kind of do a brain dump to, and then they organize it and then just tell you what they need from you. Because I feel like you would work a lot better if you just had a list of items that you had to focus on and then you would feel the relief of checking it off the list and moving to the next thing. Yeah. I will um, hire someone to help me hire someone for this. (laughs) (laughs) By the time we hang up this call, I'm going to be like... Do I really need a business? Maybe I could just move to a mountain and paint pictures. I mean, or you could continue to run your business and carve out time to paint pictures. When I tell you nobody's running this business, I'm not joking. Like, I don't even look at the emails. Like, I don't do anything that I'm supposed to. Drew does financial stuff. Well, you need to have somebody who is setting up a game plan for you. I agree. (sighs) You got hot again, huh? I did. I hate, I I cannot express how much I hate talking about business. It is not, I was not born for this, which is why when people are like, where'd you go? We don't see you online anymore. You don't make videos anymore. It's like, it's because I somehow became a business owner and I can't handle it. And I don't know who I am anymore. And I quit. Yeah. Well, that part is, it's hard because that with how we do what we do, it changes. Yeah. Everything changes, but life's supposed to change. If I could just become an actress, mm. then I could just have people be like, show up at this time and say these lines. But I'm saying we'll you, you can have a million dollars and oh, that would be great. All right. But you could have that and do the things that you're doing if you had a, an actual assistant who was capable of managing things and telling you what you need to do. Okay. I do well, support the actress dream and goal. I know. However, and I want Listen. you to make $80 million because I'm going to borrow some. But I would give it to everyone mm-hmm. listening to the podcast right now. But seriously, it's really about how – what you need to learn is the style in which you need to be managed because that is kind of the key, I think, to getting organized. Yeah. How do you want to be managed? Because everybody – needs to be ma- needs to be managed. I don't really like authority. Okay. Okay. But remember, like you're to- always the boss. You're just going to be telling this person how to manage you. You need boundaries to be a boss. Listen, this is a conversation. We could have a whole podcast on why I am not cut out for this life. That 
And uh, <laughs> we could, I, listen, you need boundaries to be a boss. I have no boundaries. If my assistant's like, hey, I'm going to take a month off and go to Paris. I'd be like, oh my gosh, amazing. Send me photo. Good for you. You know what? It is so important <laughs> for you to do what's best for you. I support it. You know what? I'll pay you. <laughs> I'll just, I'll pay for your trip. You have a good time. I don't know how we got here. Being present. I'm not present. We're not present right now, Meredith. We're okay. talking about my future. I'm going to throw up. All right. I love you. Your advice how, is so valuable and it's inspired me. How about we teach kids how to do chores? Yes. Help me. Okay. I don't really have any good information for you because I am struggling with my children because every time I have them do the dishes, it looks like they barely turned the water on and they didn't use soap or a sponge. And then they just stick the dirty ass dishes into the dish strainer and I want to beat them with the pots. So I don't have a lot of good information, but what this article says you should do okay, is end whatever is distracting your child from doing their chore. Turn off the Wi-Fi, take away the electronics, tell them that they cannot have them back until the chore is done. Number two, set a time limit for chores. Time limits are a good way to give your, get your child to comply so you can say, okay, you have 20 minutes to get these dishes done and set the timer. If he or she hasn't done them in the 20 minutes, then your child's bedtime is set 20 minutes earlier or they lose the electronics for the rest of the day. Ooh. I like it. How old are ki should kids be when you start teaching them chores? Well, they had, I, I looked at that and there was this really good chart that had an age by age chore. Like, like if your kid was six, they should be able to do these chores. If your kid was, you know, eight, it was these chores. 10, it was these chores. So it was like age related chores. But oh, we should link that. Yeah, I have to, I'll have to go back and find it. And then maybe when we post the podcast, we can put it in, put it in the comments. Yeah. But it was a, it was a neat little chart that basically was like your two-year-old can clean up its, you know, their own toys, right? Like teaching them it too. Like we all pick up together, you know, we made the mess together. We clean together, you know, da, 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 da. And, uh, that's, I think important, right? Um, we all have one, at least one kid who didn't pick up any of their damn toys, at least in my house. I always have such high ambitions for chores. I'm like, I'm going to teach these kids how to be grownups. And then I'm like, after five minutes, I'm like, F it, I'm doing it myself. It's just so much easier than arguing, you know, but I know what's going to happen is they're going to grow up and live on their own in college and be like, I don't know how to fold a shirt. Yeah. Well, that's a real thing. So, um, so let's see, my kids are going to be 17, going to be 14 and 12. So Matias is in charge of, uh, mowing the lawn, cleaning the pool, uh, taking out the trash, um, any and all like real household type things that are the outside of the house, right? Uh, trimming the hedges, those types of things. And he has to do each of those once a week. Like last night he was out cleaning the pool. Um, Brian, we have moved Brian over to dishes, which has been a real pain for me because I ended up, I've been doing them after he does them. And Dave was like a couple weeks ago, he's like, do not do these dishes again. Go get him, walk him back out to the sink and have him do them again. So what I what I did the last time, this was a couple weeks ago, was I, I stood him at the sink and I showed him how I was washing it 
and then showed him what it looked like and was like, this is clean. You know, what you did, Mm -hmm. not clean. So then I had him wash the next one and I stood there. I didn't think it was that difficult to wash a dish. But this kid, let me tell you, it was painful. Um, Sophia, uh, she does the vacuuming. She'll do mopping occasionally. She does dusting. um, And that's, you know, in her bathroom. She's in charge of her bathroom and the boys are in charge of their bathroom, which also disgusting and never actually clean. Uh, They also say you can give incentives. If you get your chores done within 15 minutes, you get a 15 minute later bedtime. It's all about incentivizing Does that encourage them to rush through it though. And well, I think you go have to default back if they rush through it and it's not done right. They have to do it over. Mm, I think it's definitely. all about consistency with having them do it over and over and over again until it's done right. And that's the tricky part for us mo- as moms, because we're exhausted by having to check back in and see if they did it right. Mm-hmm. Like that's the exhausting part. Um, I think if parents are financially able to give a kids an allowance, they should do it. I disagree with this. What do you mean? I don't know. You don't get a damn allowance. You live here. You have to live a good life. You eat my food. Uh, You live in my nice house. I'm not giving you no allowance. But I'm not saying that other parents shouldn't give an allowance if that's how they... Because kids do need to be incentivized. Adults are incentivized. It's not like we go and do... Like, yeah, I'll do it for free just because I love it. Nobody does that. Right. It's all about incentives. I just think that... My personally, I'm no on an allowance, but I know a lot of people do allowance. Right. As an incentive. I tried for a little while. Can I, can I get an allowance? Oh my God. Is that no? Yes. Um, creating a chore chart so that the kids can see it. I've done a chore chart so many times. I know. I know. I've been there. In general, chores must be done before any video games, any electronics, or uh, anything that that your child will deem as fun or free time. Okay. So get it out of the way first. Get it out of the way first. Um, I always feel bad because I'm like, they just got home from a full day of school. I want. They weren't at the salt mines, Tiffany. (laughs) They were at school. I know, but it's a lot. It's overstimulating. It's. I like to let them decompress a little. Okay. I'm mean. And the first thing when they walk through the door is, how was your day at school? Great. Do your homework. Mm. And then you can have free time because I know that they won't do their homework. Yeah. uh, Or they'll do it at 8.55 and bedtime is, was 8.45 or whatever. Yeah. That, that was a sore subject yesterday when Sophia walked in. Meredith Mm. was on a live and, uh. Apparently, someone took issue to how she spoke with Sophia. Mm, People always take issue. She said that I was mean to her and I do not parent her the way I parent my other children. And I said, you are absolutely right. I do not parent her the way I parent my other two. Every child is different. I I parent each of my children differently and I know how I have to deal with Sophia. And when Sophia comes in the door, I talk with her, we have a chat, and then she starts to try to not do her homework and I have to force her in to do it. And she doesn't like to listen to me. So then Dave came over and he gave her the one, two, three, and she left and she went to do her homework. And this woman, she had a problem with me and uh, I didn't have the energy for it yesterday. Mm. But, uh, but I did say, absolutely. 
I parent every single one of my kids differently. I, I had to ask, I just checked in with Matias yesterday and I was like, you still go to school, right? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, cool. Things are cool. And he's like, yep. And he just, he just, cause he just does it. Mm-hmm. It is not the thing that I have to check in with him on Brian right. and Sophia. It's totally different. Right. Um, you know, and, and they're each, they're just, they're just very different kids. Now he did come and tell us he was struggling in statistics and probability and it's a t- really tough math class. And it was his first C just got report cards yesterday. First C the child has ever had in his life as a junior in high school. Wow. And that was tough. It was a hard pill to swallow. And we talked about it and we were like, if you need a tutor, if you need whatever, like if we have to have a parent conference or whatever, we're there. But I know that that C was a hundred percent of what he had to offer. Right. But I know when Sophia gets a C, that's not a hundred percent of what she had to offer. Right. I think as long as you love all the kids the same across the board and show affection, the same amount across the board, that parenting them differently is fine. That's something that I struggle with. I know that I have to parent Caden differently than I parent Chloe. They're different people. Right. Um, and I'm always like, am I, Chloe's probably perceiving me being kinder to Caden, but that's because Caden is listening and not causing me strife. So then I feel like I need to love Chloe a little extra hard to make sure she knows I love her. But then I'm like, Caden seeing me love Chloe so hard, he probably feels like I don't love him that hard. So then I go back and try to love him. And it's just constantly trying to make sure I'm not effing my kids up all day, every day. But I, I think every kid, so Sophia plays that all the time. She's like, you love the boys more than me. And I was like, why would, why would you think that? I, I love each and every one of you exactly the same. I would die for any one of you. I would put my body between you and a grizzly bear. Mm-hmm. I would, that's what I would do, but I am going to yell at you when you come in and you give me lip and you don't do your damn homework. That's what I'm going to do because I know the amount of force I have to place on you to get you to get things done. But that's just how it is. And the same thing with Brian. Brian is all over the place. Mm. Oh, good Lord. That child is a tornado. mm. It's a tornado with a hurricane with a cat on meth. That is, (laughs) I mean, this child is everywhere. And it's hard, it's hard to stay on top of him. And right. Matias is just a different kid. It's, he is a lot easier to manage because he manages himself. And that's not from anything that we did. That's who the kid is. Mm-hmm. Right? So we went to a track meet last weekend. And it was an indoor meet. So you got to, everything was there right in front of you. And I could see Brian all lit up like, oh, my gosh, you can run and do all of this stuff. I was like, why didn't we do this earlier? We could just drop him off, let him run all day long. It would been great. Yeah. He was, and it was tough because he had, had his broken toe. And so he mm. couldn't compete at the meet. So I was stuck with him for five hours standing and watching all of these other kids run and jump and play. And he was like, oh, I could do that. Oh, I could do it. And I was like, yeah, 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 we know you could do it. You just can't do it today. Okay. And hold on. Oh, he was literally, he was like seething behind the fence, like, let me out there. Let me run. Let me run. And I was like, oh my gosh. So it was a lot. So funny. So I, it, it was a lot. You should get him in some kind of sport where he's just constantly running. Well, oh, wait. Didn't he play soccer or something? He's played everything, but he's in, he's in track right now. So he'll be able to go to whatever the next meet is and run. He's like, I'm going to run the 100. I'm going to run the 200. I'm going to run the 300. I was like, you can run Perfect. all of them. You can run everything. Perfect. That's awesome. So, yeah. So I think that's, um, 
think that's all our topics for today. I know we started late in the sense of for the supporters who are in here listening. Sorry about the technical difficulties, but I yeah. feel like we we just went uh, over an hour today. Yeah, is that surprising? I guess not. It's not technically over an hour. It's fifty-seven minutes. Isn't it supposed to be an hour? Be whatever you want. We do what we do what we want. And yeah, again, this but... episode brought to you by tifftech.com <laughs> for all your yeah, tech you're needs. Welcome. I'm a genius. Um about like a, when we started talking about chores, I could feel like the life draining from me. Mm. And I don't know if it's because it's a subject of chores or what, but I just, I was like, it was like my battery went into battery saver mode. And I just feel so drained. Well, you know what they said? I didn't read this part. It was at the top. It talks about how it was like, do you like chores? Question mark. No, no one likes chores was literally how this started. And it's true, which is why you have to incentivize. So I'm like, if you want to do an allowance, do an allowance. If you want to do added, you know, extra minutes at bedtime, if you want whatever, the point of this article, whether you agree with it or disagree with it is incentivizing because nobody wants to do the damn chores, right? So do we incentivize ourselves? Sure, absolutely. Like if you do the dishes today, you get X. Yes. I try to give Meredith a treat for all the work she does every day. (laughs) Your wean does not count. As a treat. It's delightful. Okay. I mean, it might. I don't know. (laughs) From what I hear, it probably does count (laughs) as a treat, actually. (laughs) But I don't need, I don't need you to incentivize me. I do incentivize myself. I actually feel great pleasure from just crossing it off the list. Cool. Okay. But I do. I love it. I get so excited when I get to cross things off the list, but I think you should. And I also, uh, okay. I incentivize that at the end of the week, I can get a facial or a massage. That's my incentive. Did I do all Every my work? Week? Uh, I, if I wanted to. Why not? I just would just get one. But you have, you have, okay. I'm just saying, like, if I was like, hey, if you do the chores, mm-hmm. you can get a massage at the end of the week. Or you could just go get one right now and not do the chores. <laughs> that's not what it's, a, that's not <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> That's what I would do. Okay, and she do. doesn't go every week. She, she goes. She goes a couple times a month. Thanks I for don't go. I don't she was go. Every sounding week. like a real housewife of Fort Myers I, or wherever you live. No, <laughs> I do. I don't. But I'm just saying, if 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 that was the thing that really jingled your jangle, no, I'm just saying you could if you it. wanted to. But no, I don't. But I but I would love to. Like it would make me really happy. I might go get one right now. But from or, a stranger. Go, on the street. Okay. That's not where we were going with this. Spiraling. Spiraling, spiraling, powering down. No. Do your chores. Don't tell me what to do. Okay. I'll do the opposite. You know what might work for me? If somebody's like, you can't do those dishes. Nah. You'd probably do a crappy job. For, you can't do it. I'd be like, oh, really, bitch? Let me show you how to do the dishes. And you, then I'd do them. You think you would? Do you want me to yeah, call I think you I every can day? Do stuff out of spite. Okay. How about I call every day and I tell you all the shit that you're not going to do? <laughs> and then you get all motivated and you do it. You think that's going to work? It might. Uh, I'm going to set an alarm right now. 
I won't answer. Actually, call- this is happening really fast. I know you won't answer it. You don't answer the phone. You don't return text messages. I hate it. I know. I don't like conversating. I know. I know you don't. Being a slave to the technology. All right. It's not chained to my ankle. I don't have to respond the minute it dings or beeps or lights up. This is a message for all of my friends who yell at me every week for being a piece of crap. Who never returns texts. It's not you. It's me. I know it's you. So you don't have to tell me. This Do you know how many times I've wanted to buy a phone that has no internet and it's just like for calls? You want to flip? All the time. A flip phone? I think about it all the time. But I, the profession I'm in. A jitterbug? <laughs> you want to buy a jitterbug? <laughs> what? Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's the, big, it's the big flip phone that has the massive numbers for old people so that they can just dial it out and then they go jitterbug i remember yeah that's what you need a jitterbug i think that's a great idea i always contemplate my existence on this podcast i think i'm always like who am i like what am i doing on earth what your existence is great and it's needed and we love having you thank you friend same to you also what is Bless here? He's he's standing at the door. He's jumping. Oh, it's his new golf club. Super anti-climax. That's why he's jumping. Yeah. I didn't care okay. at all about this. So the podcast is over. Yeah. He got so- a golf club. So it's done. This is it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here, everybody, and for listening. It means so much to us. Feel free to leave us a review while you're on the website. Um, it makes us look cool. Five and stars only. To- yeah, we don't accept uh, anything below Correct. five. So uh, join us next week for another episode of Take It or, or Leave, Leave it. it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I tried to sound so cool <laughs> and do it, but I got excited. By two struggling moms. No. No. You just skipped a whole lot. Well, I don't have it in front of me and I don't remember. Exactly. I feel like that... Join us next week for another episode of Take It or Leave It. An advice-ish podcast for parents hosted by two struggling moms who who have have no idea idea what we're we're doing. doing. We love you. Okay. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good day, guys. I love you. Bye. Bye, guys.